upgrade, who's next? Rich boy, got him on deck Good boy, tell that nigga fetch I put my new man on a leash Traded in my old nigga, he was just a lease I ride around town till I leave I gave that boy rounds, but I'm back to the street Like la da di da di da Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X, uh, coming at you again, live and direct, we doing the motherfucking thing, with the All Due Respect podcast, uh, got my man James in the booth, old friend of mine, uh, special guest, uh, real quick, I ain't tell you off air, uh, Project your voice. Try to project your voice for the mic or project whatever. Project my voice. Yeah, okay. that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, I know uh, motherfucking J- Sweetie. You J- don't know Sweetie? No, I don't know what the other name. Janago. I know her because a lot of females play her all the fucking time. So I've heard her before. But you ain't heard. I was gonna say you learn. You ain't heard Jay. She had a whole. Her last two albums were fire. They nice. Very fire. What you like about her, man? Tell me what it is. Sweetie or Janago? Sweetie. Sweetie is just like trap queen, but she ain't too ghetto. <laughs> so do you fuck with like ratchet music? Like uh, I consider uh, ratchet like uh ah what's her name? Ah, Megan. Megan bro. ratchet is fuck. I it just depends on what my group friends are. Mostly my groups of friends consistently. Depending like, on the mood, does it get ratchet up? Yeah, if I'm a party, like Megan Stallion, City Girls, Mulatto, Sweetie, David. Like, what's some uh, what's some conscious music you listen to? Do you fuck with conscious? Because you're very intelligent. Conscious music. I feel like you got a nice brain on you, man. Um, what do you mean by conscious? You were like more of a substance fit. What makes you think? What makes me? Doesn't think. even have to be music. Just what well, makes you think? Like, hmm, it just depends. Like, like my mom. She's okay. um very into aspirations and very into philosophies. So if I hear like meaningful words or meaningful lyrics that like resonate with me, I'll ponder on it, look for it, like look for like more questions into it, like what should I be doing with myself and stuff like that. Mm. But like as far as conscious music, I wouldn't know what you mean. <laughs> so, so when I think conscious hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm thinking more like common, most deaf. Uh, Tupac got some conscious. Oh, like music. Nas. Nas, <laughs> yeah. Nas is definitely a conscious rapper. He Very. got his gangster shit like Pac too, though. Very. But Him, those are conscious Biggie, rappers to me. Little Kim. See, I don't think Biggie was a conscious rapper. He, he, he was a little grimy. He was gangster. But he had certain songs. I was like, okay. But Tupac, definitely. Nas, definitely. Um, What'd you grow up listening to? Bone Crusher. <laughs> okay. Uh, I ain't never scared. Yes. Bone Crusher. Um... Twister. Okay. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Gangsta shit. My stepdad wanted to be a gangster so bad. And then, like, my real dad's side of the family that I, like, got to see every summer was, like, Muskogee is a small town, but everyone everyone in Muskogee knew who the villains is. So it was just kind of like, shit. I had to listen to gangster music depending on what cousin I was with. Because mm-hmm. my aunt was like, nah, he can't listen to none of that. He's not the one listening to none of that. But, so, uh, with you, are you diverse musically? Do you fuck with different uh, genres? Though? Definitely. Um, very alternative. Um, very EDM. Love Raven. Break down um, alternative for me. Alternative would be like Lana Del Rey and um, okay. Sabrina Claudio. Um, Billy Eilish. You fuck with jazz at all? Blues? Uh, old uh, R&B, like a Al Green. Old R&B, yeah. I, sometimes. It just depends mm-hmm. on my mood. Very Al Green and the Marvin Gaye type stuff. I had to be in an emotional setting. Mm-hmm. Very, just like very, 
not touchy feely, but more on a sentimental or very remembrance type deal. And then um, I would say who else? There was another um, uh, Alina Barat. I love her. She's a very bath time, like you know, just mouth time. So you she's just, a mood then. Move very move, very cruise feely. Danny Lee, I like her. She's not alternative, but I like her. She has certain songs I'm just kind of like, damn. This is a different type of beat to it. It's not loud. It's not, but it's not soft either. So it's, right, right. It just I all like depends that. on my mood. So what was it like? My ex boyfriend. He got me into EDM heavy. Even though I started the EDM before I met him, because I had a best friend named Peyton. She um took me to my first rave. And I remember that. I remember that as a heartbeat. It was um. What was rave life like? I ain't never been rave. My rave life. I was rough, James. <laughs> Let's just say that I was looking rough. Was not getting haircuts on a day on a weekly basis. That's kind of their mood though. Like them people, like uh, I look, I look rough. I look homeless almost. A lot like, of them do though. You know. Yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. Like, cause they don't on a spiritual level. They're born on a spiritual level. Like weed smokers, they usually on some. I fuck with you because you understand me without judging me type shit. So right. it's more like when I met him, it was um he asked me like he wasn't on some ravers type shit. He was trying to be gangster just to try to pull me. So I'll be like, I hear ask me type of music I'll be into, and I'll play certain music in front of him. He was like, Wait, you rave? I was like, Yeah, I've been to like three raves. And he was like, he was like immediately like, oh, okay, yeah, you're my nigga now. And I was like, mm-hmm. What the fuck? But like rave life is more of a okay, we party. We party together and we party. That's okay. It. Like this is a family and we party together as a family. And I've always wanted to go. It looks like a good time. You just gotta go with the right people. But I will say it does invite you to certain atmospheres that you wouldn't catch yourself in. Like I've been around people tripping on that. And that's like that's an experience because like I you know me, I'm straight arrow, I don't do no recreational nothing. Other than drinking. <laughs> like you a drinker, that's like, it. I'm a drinker, and that's only on weekends. Have so, you ever dabbled with anything? Marijuana, but that was that's like it. that was like what I was scared to do. I did two puffs, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, before I get fucked up by somebody else, because like my mom, <laughs> she could tell if you walk in the door, like you've been smoking. So it's kind of like I was very paranoid. I was very conscious about like what my consequences would be about everything I did. So that's smart. Um. He, um, my ex had got me into it too. He, like, at one point, like, I was risking it all for that dude. But at the end of that, that was a time in my life where I had to learn how to say no. So, it, um, the atmosphere can be very challenging because, like, you could be hanging out with some really chill, fun to be around, like, some goofy type shit. And people just be like, oh, we just having fun. And then you can get yourself hanging out with people who are doing lines, heavily. Some real heavy addicts like, that oh, just... Like, oh, you a druggy druggy. Yeah, like, oh, you do drug drugs? Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, it's like, there's one time, like, me and him had went to a friend's house. Um, and it was like a little get-together, a little Mexican get-together. So I was just kind of like, cool, this is cool. They got tacos, all this other stuff. And they're playing rave music. So I was like, this is shit. I'm not going to get high. I'll drink a little, but I'm not going to get high. I have yet to be, like, right at that time, I have yet to be, like, completely drunk off my ass. Mm. So my ex goes... Oh, where the yayo at? I like, I like, in my head, I was like, yayo means something. So, as I like, just like chilled, Londa Ray pops into my head. And she has a song called Yayo. And she got a song called Florida Keys. And I was like, cocaine. I was like, oh, hell yeah, no. Nah. I just see you in your head. Uh, yayo, keys. Keys, yayo, cocaine. 
I was like, because I'm like, it really sit there a minute. I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. So I was like, we had to argument that night. I was like, you got to be fucked up. You got to stop about to be doing jerk jerks in front of me. Mm. And then, like, I, like, learned to, like, people have histories before they meet you. Like, people, all people have histories. So, like, it took me a minute to learn, like, I can't just be gullible for something I see. Eye candy is eye candy, but you got to get to know that eye candy sooner or later. So it was a lot, especially dating in the gay community can be very challenging because you don't know what that person's been through, what damages they do or do have. Just like any other straight person meeting a girl, like you don't know like what she's been through until you meet her family, meet her, get along with her, get into her brain. So it was, um, I found out a lot of shit. I went on, but he rest in peace. But I found out a lot of shit I didn't know while I was dating him. And um, it changed my aspect for him, but still love him to this day. Like, yeah, would I be with him again? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I bossed up. Can't do it. Can't go backwards. Mm. So it's it's different. But music, in connection with all that, I can say music leads you to different people. <laughs> so Definitely. Different environments. Different, different environments, different people. And people who de- decipher lyrics a different way or the same way is very, very interesting. So, like, with me, like, I get... Because my friends still think I'm silly as fuck for it, but like, Honor on the Grande has gotten me through <laughs> two breakups mm. and currently is getting me through like this whole pattern mm. of death the last four months. James has recently been going through quite a bit. I shit ton, y'all. Like a so, nigga is struggling. Mm. But I'm still here. I'm still <laughs> a baddie like I know I am, but mm. it's, it's, you can't be bad every day. You can't do it. <laughs> you really can't. So. One day you go be in your love. You go be very humbled by every experience that you have in life, and it's just it feels like you're rambling at one point, but it's just like it hits you hard as shit. Mm. And this this last Thanksgiving hit me hard as shit. So it is what it is. You gotta keep pushing though, even oh, through, through the dark times. Uh, Pac said, uh, "There's always a brighter day after the dark." You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Ariana Grande said, <laughs> the hard times are golden, but everything leads to better days. So, so talk to me about that. You said Ariana Grande has got you through some shit, man. Talk to me so, about that. What are some same ex. Same ex. Um, broke up with me on Christmas Eve of 2015. Mm. What I mean is haven't been, really been in a gay relationship before because, like, there is no God book to being gay. There is no, oh, boy meets boy type shit. Like, there ain't no storyteller for that because... Being gay was really, really frowned upon. Do you up. feel like gay culture has been filtered, filtered out, uh, hidden? Uh, absolutely. To a degree. Yeah, gay culture had no guidance whatsoever. Like there is. Is no... it getting better? No. No. Fuck no. <laughs> and in my opinion, hell no. These newer kids that are coming out with their parents, their people are like, "Oh, I love you." Most of the generations haven't had that. So this twenty twenty millennial bullshit that oh the parents are supportive and all that. They got to realize these past generations have that, have that at all. So, like, Oklahoma, for instance. Most of the gay people I've been hearing about have been hooked on heavy drugs, cocaine, meth- uh, methamphetamine, stuff like that. Or have been selling themselves for drugs, doing shit for, like, just doing shit they shouldn't be doing. Mm. And then, like, not checking their health is another big thing about being in the gay community, which is, like, one of the gay community's biggest things. Like... HIV, shit like that, the the heavy STDs. Like, it's very, very prominent here. In the gay community. Not just, in, yeah, definitely in the gay community. Straight community, too, because download yeah, niggas. We, we got diseases out here like a motherfucker. Yeah, I was, like, I was saying, like, download niggas 
who don't who like to dabble in both because they just like putting their dick and shit. Like that's that's understandable, but you got to be safe. You got to care about another person, have morals, and like the gay community, it's morals is like all over the fucking place depending on who the person is. Like a person can just really not just give a fuck, mm. and it becomes dangerous for the next person because you can find like a boy who's just really head over heels. That's really head over heels, and then the nigga he what with. What do you mean by that? Like head over heels in love. Head over just thinking that he's with the one he really wants to. Like again, because there ain't no guidance, uh, no no dating atmosphere for gay dudes. Like right. we didn't get taught how to get get taken out and all this other stuff because we just got that basis for a boy meets girl. But who pays for dinner with his two niggas? Is <laughs> is dating a thing in the gay community? For some males, yes. For others, nah. Do you think it should be? Absolutely. I think with this new, like I said, this new generation, they're opening the doorway for their the next few generations. But things, too, get better. For two, mm-hmm. there's gay parents now, gay adoptions, stuff like that. Making the atmosphere like, okay, it's okay to be different. Um, as long as you're not hurt, hurting nobody type shit. So I would say people who are like some of these teenagers that are getting asked out to prom, same male, male prom dates, Male prom kings and prom queens. Mm. Um, the trans community is really big right now. It's it's a lot of doorways opening really fast, and it's a lot to swallow, especially with the Trump administration for the last four years. Like it's been a lot of hatred this last year, especially with black communities and whatnot. But black communities and the gay community have been clashing for like generations. So, I'm a white male. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my audience knows that by now. Um, but I'm very hip-hop influenced. And I know um, the gay community has been bashed on through hip-hop for, since. for since the beginning. Uh, it's not been accepted. I don't know if it's even getting better yet. Uh, but I translate hip-hop community. Uh, hip-hop comes from the black culture. Uh, and I've heard stories in the black culture. I mean, being gay is tough to begin with. I mean... I'm sure it is in other communities as well. It makes you breaks you in the rap community. Rap community, hip-hop community, you, you being anything outside of their standard is frowned upon. It's almost a sin like to them. Mm. And even though, like, in the Bible, their Bible that they worship so heavily, it's, it's really bad, and it doesn't make any sense. Well, most of, like, bashing women, having sex with multiple women, mm. recreational drugs. If that's not frowned upon the Bible, why is being gay the biggest thing that they're focusing mm, on? That's a good point. So it's just kind of like, it throws me through a loop when things are odd. I'm not with that gay shit, but you can go fuck three bitches down the road that you barely know. Have two kids at a wedlock, but that's your biggest problem with me being mm. gay, and I ain't even said two words to you. Mm. So I've only had that experience one time. And my whole, like, me being out wide, I've only had one experience where, like, I've had a nigga really try to act different because I was gay. And it wasn't even him. It was his girlfriend. So I'd known the cat for, like, a good-ass half a year. No, a full-on year, actually. And um, we were friends on Instagram. So me being polite, like, we were we was hanging out on a day-to-day basis. Not even a day-to-day. A weekly basis. He was coming over to my crib with our group of friends and he would just be hanging out or we'll go out as a group and just be hanging out and we really got to know each other. So um he was a young cat and he um was changing different girlfriends every other fucking month. So it was like hard to keep up with who he was dating. So um around this time we had all split our went different ways. I moved out, got my own place. Still in connection with everyone, but just just out of touch because I like have responsibilities that I had to make sure we're getting done. And um he had um was posting heavily on Instagram. Working out, stuff like that. So I just 
Hardem. And um, his girlfriend would notice that I was harding every, not even every picture, but every other picture. Was he gay? No, he was straight. That's the that's the crazy part. So I'm like, I haven't even been in his face. He hasn't hung out with me, nothing. So I guess she didn't know that we had been friends before. So um, she messaged me on her um, Instagram and just like try to basically come at me in a hostile way, talking about stop trying to get at my dude. He's not like that. Why would he want a dark black dude? Mind you, I was like, I let all the shit slide because I was like, this is probably just a misunderstanding. So I messaged him, and his response was. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but my girl doesn't like it. Um, that's cool, but your girl calling me out my name was was the biggest problem. Man. Like, cool. you need to let her know, like, hey, he's just a friend. He's a homie. Everyone else hangs out with him. He's never made any passes. Like, I've never made a straight, like, a pass at a straight dude ever. Like, that's, that's disrespectful, Miles. Like, you can't make someone else uncomfortable because you're a certain way. Mm. Even though that is really big in the gay community, like I'm not gonna knock it. There was niggas who gay niggas who be trying it, and I'd be like, bro, that's a, that's out of line. That's almost desperate. In reverse, is that disrespectful? Uh, straight like, dude, because I know straight dude sis, me. You know what I'm saying? Hollering at uh, lesbian women. For, for, um, for, is that disrespectful? In terms, because I'm like. Because <laughs> I feel like it should be I can't, You know, like, I mean, like, a lot of lesbians, everybody can't speak on it, but I know in, like, terms for certain lesbians, they're like, I've dabbled, and there's certain lesbians, like, nah, never. Like, for me, I've never touched a piece of vagina, ever. Mm-hmm. Almost repulsed by the thought of doing it, because I'm just kind of like, nah, I, I don't see myself doing all that. So it's never been your thing? Never been Point my thing, but I've known, like, a few, like, one in particular... <laughs> And she um ended up turning bisexual over the course of a few years. And I was just kind of like, oh, that threw me through a loop. Because I thought she was just straight vagina. Like, she was straight, oh, I like fucking butch girls, straight studs, that's it. And then out of nowhere, she had a boyfriend this year. And I was just kind of like, that's new. Um, Kudos to her for experimenting and learning a little bit about herself. And that's good. Like, no judgment whatsoever. Because I'm like, that's, that's the beauty about the gay community. We're usually pretty accepting to an extent. As long, like I said, as long as you ain't hurt nobody, there ain't nothing, no wrong, no, no nothing right. harm, no harm done, like whatsoever. So, as far as like for like Janet, for instance, <laughs> she's very, very straight. I've had a few friends, not you, but but like, so my cousins, um. No, my cousin and my uncle. So, <laughs> so I brought her to a family gathering. Okay. And I don't know, like, my dad's side of the family. My aunts and girl cousins and maybe two or three of my guy cousins know that I'm gay. And then the little kids don't know shit. Cause is this currently? Kids. Yeah, this is currently. This happened this year. And uh, I took her to the 4th of July cookout because um, she had nowhere to go. She didn't have a girlfriend or whatever at the time. So she just came with me to Muskogee. Um, she, um... Sat down outside. I went inside for five minutes. Five minutes while she sat at the porch with my uncle and my aunt's ex-husband or ex-boyfriend. I don't know what his relation to the family is, but he's my cousin's dad. So they're just sitting on the porch, and I hear my cousin's dad go, oh, is this our new niece-in-law? And she just kind of like froze up like, no, 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 no. So I went and got That's a, a beer. <laughs> yeah, she's motherfuckers like, don't know either. They don't know that. You know yeah, so she just like sitting there froze up. And I'm just like, I'm like what they say? She was just like, oh, they think I think they think we're dating. I'm like, oh no, she's just a friend. She's just a friend. They're like, oh okay. 
So then, like, she got up and went to the bathroom. Mom was like, oh, so, um, who's she fucking with? I was just like, uncle, she gay. Oh, for real? Not even a little bit of dick in her? No, no, sir. <laughs> no, and you're not fucking my friends, even if you wanted to. No. So that's why I stopped bringing females to my fucking family gatherings. Because, mm-hmm. like, my dad's side of the family is ruthless. They gonna try to get you pregnant and not get three fucks about it. Like, I brought in two other girls, straight girls, of course. And one got hit on by my cousin. Like, I'll say which cousin. Cause, <laughs> just because I had to bite him in the ass. But he um, was like, this your best friend? I was like, yeah. He was like, you got a fine-ass best friend. You don't get your ass in the house before you cause some ruckus. Because he got his baby mama not even six feet away. I was like, you better start a whole campfire in this bitch. You, you better get on. It was, it was distress. But I, like, as far as straights hitting on possibly gay females or gay dudes, uh, I know, like, right now, the big fad for, like, TikTok niggas is um, playing gay or doing gay sus. What do they call it? Sus. sus. That's a thing? That's a sus. Yeah, they call it sus. Being sus or um, being a simp. No, no. Simp is something else. Simp, simp is, is like, uh, like, oh, somewhat obsessed but not overly obsessed. Being involved some pussy. Paying. Yeah, like, oh, let me. A sucker behind the pussy. Yeah, like, uh, I'm about to break bread for you. That's simp. My bad. Wrong terminology. But... Sus, like, straight niggas, I would say, or not even straight niggas, but straight boys in general, like, especially the jockier types who like, who just be playing, like, oh, why you ain't bending up in front of me, bro, shit like that, who just really be taking it far, like, I would say, you, you confusing the fuck out of some of us actual gay dudes. I mean, because <laughs> I do some gay shit uh, with my homies. I'll probably end up doing some gay shit. With you in the future, uh, as far as like, damn, James, you're yeah. looking good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That, to that extent, that's just complimenting the bro. That's I'm just cool. comfortable with myself to the yeah. degree I feel like I can say that. But, shit, but like, there's dudes who are doing it for clout. You see what I'm saying? Who put it on Instagram and TikTok is just 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 trying to get not only the straight straights on the um deep nine DMs, just to get the viewers. Right. Like, they want fans. And they just try to get the straight fans and the gay fans so they can get money out of it. I'm just like, that's disrespectful in my eyes. Because I'm just kind of like, don't toy with the gay community because you want to get profit out the gay community. Which is smart, but still disrespectful <laughs> in my eyes. Like, you can't, you can, that's fucked up. Stay in your lane. Like, like don't do that. That's the, don't play on my intelligence. I, I feel used. Just don't do that. He said, I feel used. So, let me ask you this, James. All right, so, what was it like... Going up for you, uh, oh, did you? I, I gotta get into yeah, it. Yeah, go I for it. No, uh, did you know you was gay off the bat? Uh, what was it like when you came out? Uh, go down that journey, man. Tell Bro, me the story. Okay, so <laughs> let's go back to elementary. <laughs> okay, so um, that was bad as fuck. I ain't gonna front it. Like elementary, I was doing shit that when my mom wasn't around, I was a loose cannon. I was like, I was a little kid, didn't know what nothing was and whatnot, but. It is what it is. So, like, my first male crush would be in second grade. I didn't know what it was. I just know I like being around a certain person. So, he was vice versa. It turned out he ended up being gay, too. Uh, we were inseparable. And it was just kind of like, wherever he went, I was right behind him. Wherever I went, he was right behind me. And our families ended up, like, not binding together. But um, really getting familiar with each other because our school was really small. Little north side school. Um, and the community on the north side is like, you know, not big, but like everybody know everybody. Yeah. Especially because it's really gang affiliated out north. So like, um, 
I would go to school. I knew his older sister, knew his mom, knew his little brother. His mom knew my mom, my stepdad, my brothers and sisters. And we just, through the years, I've just known each other for years. So um, that was my first male crush, or curiosity. And future, future references, we ended up like doing shit. Still doing shit, technically. Can't say his name, because he would But <laughs> um, it's just like, I would say... My mom, being a single mom, because she got a divorce when I had fifth, uh, yeah, fifth grade. She ended up divorcing my stepdad. Um, he doesn't like me when I call him that, but it is what it is. I got two dads. I got to call him something because I'm going to start confusing people. But um, he, um, he ended up going to jail, drugs related. He was selling. Didn't know what he was selling, but he was selling. He, to this day, I don't really want to touch that subject with him because I'm going to get ignorant. Um, my mom had to raise me by herself. My dad, back in the day, was very well known for being with the shits. What I mean with the shits, he had his own rental property, big-ass apartment complex in Muskogee. Um, he was selling. He was doing the damn thing. He was really well known in Muskogee for being on some boss-level shit. So my mom, being his baby mama, said to pave, pave the way, but he was only 22 years old. But So when he um, died, she was very hard on me. As much as she, she didn't want me doing nothing out of the norm of a straight male, but she also didn't want me getting into trouble as a straight black male. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So break that down a little bit for me, though. Cause I would say as a, cause right now single black mothers are usually black. I mean, mm-hmm. single black mothers are usually black. Single moms typically are usually black moms or Hispanic moms or every now and then white moms, especially if they come in from a rough neighborhood mm-hmm. and. My mom, we were in a rough day person. When they got, she got a divorce, she was struggling. I mean, she had four kids, working for our school system. She wasn't making ends meet like that, so she had to hustle, hustle hard. She um two jobs, school, and then working at the liquor store. Um, she was doing the damn thing. So like, my brothers and sisters, like whatever we wanted, we got. I can't never knock that. Whatever we wanted, we damn sure got. Even if it was out of our reach, she found a will, found a way. Especially she felt like we like we deserved it. I wouldn't say she would get a shit what we wanted to 100% if she didn't feel like we needed it, but she made sure that like, certain stuff, okay, I'm going to get it for you because you ain't really had a good year this year or, oh, your birthday was lacking. Maybe I would come up with it on Christmas. She made sure we got what we wanted. And um, it was just different. So my sisters both did something towards dancing. So my sister's a majorette, my younger sister. My older sister was in cheerleading. My brother was playing basketball. So when it came to me, you know me in high school, I wasn't doing shit. So my mom did not want me interacting with anything that was possibly going to get me into any type of trouble. And it threw me through a loop. And she also thought I was super fragile or super dis... I don't know. She thought I was like a glass bottle at some point. And I don't understand why. Until Mm -hmm. further down the line, I found out it was more towards because of who my dad was and what he stood for and would like what my dad's side of the family is capable of and what the people who ended up taking his life was capable of. So it was just like, it was a lot of shit. So she kept a close eye on me. So when she started realizing that I was possibly gay, it just got 10 times harder, especially when I hit high school. So um, we got into a lot of arguments. A lot of things were said that I wish I could take back. But in the end, me and her bonded before she passed. And um, we, I like, we, we rekindled, especially when I got sick. And she was very, like, I would say, like, my bestest friend towards the end. And I was, like, defending my mom because I understand why she was so hard on me now and why she was so 
adamant about don't do this, don't do that, don't even get yourself into any situation. Protecting you. Very protective. Very it's really protective. nice that, I mean, things came full circle for you. Absolutely. You know I mean? Especially with our relationship. Because at one point, I was in hell in my head with living with her, being secretly gay. Because I didn't know that I was even introduced until junior year. That's when, like, I discovered what gay apps were and dating apps and stuff like that. And I was like, wasn't dating nobody in high school. I wasn't even trying to attempt to. Because I was like, nah, relationships ain't shit. And I'm seeing everybody breaking up a week later. So I was like, nah, I ain't about to, mm-mm, I'm not about to get embarrassed for no fucking body. So, so I was just kind of like, I wasn't really trying to date nobody. But, like, everybody was having sex. <laughs> so in the back of my head, I was like, damn, when am I ever going to lose mine? So, um... She was really hard on me, so it was like freshman year, we had our first 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 major like fallout. I was like very angry. My weight was coming in back then, because I was a little bit thick back in high school. And it was just kind of like, she couldn't really like discipline me no more, no more ass whoopings, because I'm like, at this point, you lose the strength, <laughs> woman. You, you look, yo, yo, that belt ain't doing shit no more. So she started grounding me, taking my phone away, taking my PlayStation away. Cool, whatever. I just got accustomed to like and sleep. So she can't take sleep away from me. Like, and then it was just kind of like, I had to man up because I didn't like, my sophomore year I got my first job because I didn't like being broke. I don't like having not having money to go buy food and shit. Even though like my mom was feeding me at home, I liked snacks. Like shit, I was, for a minute when I first started working at the warehouse, <laughs> I was <laughs> buying snacks every morning. She even got accustomed to me getting a paycheck every week. So she'd be like, oh, the college got money for, um, coffee and a donut from Quit Trip every morning. So whenever she would start dropping me off at school, she'd be like, you want to go to Quit Trip? And I'd be like, I only got $10. What you want? And she'd be like, you know what my usual is. You, should, you can make that work. So it was just kind of like, I manned up at sophomore to junior year, and I started like buying groceries for the house a little bit. But she didn't have stuff for like toilet paper or soap for the house or laundry you detergent. You took care of responsibility. Pretty much. And it kind of like threw me through a loop because I was like, I'm a gay one. I should be doing none of this shit. Let me ask you a question on that <laughs> tip. What is a man, James? Uh, there's a lot of standards. We so, I mean a lot of standards. When you say that, we have this box that a man is supposed to be, uh, which I disagree. It's a, it's a lot of bullshit. A man can be in tune with their feelings. A man can uh, be kind, sweet, loving. All of these things that they say uh, a man is supposed to be big, tough. That's that's not the tip. That's that's a stereotype. That's a stereotype. That's a very big stereotype. I want to know what a My man is. My opinion of a man, I'm not gonna say a protector because at the end of the day, you gotta hold your own, whoever you are, women or man, female, in between, it don't matter. You gotta hold your own because nobody's gonna protect you other than you. Mm-hmm. You gotta put yourself in a better situation. But a man in my eyes is, like I said, someone who can stand on their own, but is also very understanding to the extent and very open to understanding other situations without judgment. So it's kind of like, yeah, I, I'm going to take care of business. And if I can help you, I can help you. No matter who you are, especially if you're close to me, if I can help you in any type of way, I'm going to help you. Just a kind human being in general. It's my right. idea of, as a male is what a perfect man is. Like, like there is no downside to being the dude if who's understanding, who's able to cry when they need to cry, talk it out. There's it's okay to be sensitive as a male also. So it's just kind of like, just be you. Be human. Be be, uh, be true to who you are be and help others. True to who you are and also be opening to understanding that you're in the wrong about certain shit too. So it's just kind of like, 
you got to be optimistic about yourself as much as you're optimistic about others. So, mm. opinions, stuff like that, you're allowed to give that, right? Opinions for every situation that you're involved with in life, human beings, movies, TVs, music, stuff like that. And for me, for a man to be able to be like, okay, this is how I feel about this, but why do you do this for a certain way? And then they explain it, and they're like, okay, I can get behind that a little bit. But if they're like, okay, I can't get behind it, but if you want to do that, I'm that's cool okay. with that, too. That's, that's cool. Like, that's why I'm kind of, like, certain cool with um, my uncle, who's still, I'm pretty sure he still doesn't know that I'm gay. But he understands, like, I ain't bringing no female around the family yet. All that, he has not once pressured me. My mom's ex-boyfriends, except one of them, because I can't stand that nigga. But the other two... Now I'm full on well and I'm gay. And they've just kind of like come to the conclusion like, all right, he might be gay, but shit, he's taking care of business. His sisters are on his phone playing. He made sure his mom was going out to eat with him every other week. I was giving my mom money every now and then, making sure she was just like, whatever she was struggling, I was still there. I lived all the way across town. I still was still helping my mom. Like my brothers and sisters at one point, unfortunately, were um very in a very weird headspace with her before she passed especially my older sister and my younger brother, um, they were didn't hold her in a, a good light. And my sister wasn't talking to my mom for six months up till now. And she was devastated when she found out that my mom passed. And then my younger brother, who his dad just got out of jail two years ago, has been like trying to amplify our image of him, which is not working because we, we're not seeing any improvement in his behavior since he got out of jail. has been really trying to bash my mom to make my dad look better. So... When he realized that his dad wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, my mom was the only one who's been helping him, it hurt him too. So it's just kind of like, my image as a man is someone who's not going to risk at all to take care of his family by doing something easy. There is no shortcuts in life. I don't like that. <laughs> is this why you're really big on not selling drugs? Not. I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to knock anyone's hustle. You got to do what you got to do, but be smart about it. Like, be, be safe. very safe, be very intelligent. Don't put no one else in danger. I want like I like to this day I did not know that at one point my family and I were held, held at gunpoint with living on the north side. I did not know that. Mm. My mom said that we um one day just came home and she opened the door, two robbers in the house looking for drugs that my dad was selling. Held her at gunpoint. It's <laughs> funny story. She ended up saying I ran off and had to come back because I forgot that y'all was in the car. I was dying laughing in the head. I was like, damn, we could have got all got fucking killed at a young age because he wanted to sell drugs. And not that I'm saying that selling weed is bad. No, you just gotta be sure you're you're very conservative about who knows what you're doing. You gotta be aware of the consequences. Very aware of consequences. Very very aware of the possibilities. You gotta think outside the box when you're doing that shit. You can't just, oh, I'm gonna sell the home and carry a strap. Like that's that's not that's not smart. You gotta realize who you're dealing with when you're selling. You can't do that. Not that I sound like a drug dealer. Lord Jesus. You just can sell it. But like you can't. You, the possibilities are endless with selling drugs. Feds, you gotta watch out for people who are trying to get you in trouble. Stuff like that. Bitter enemies. Just anything's possible. People who just don't want you being better. That's like haters. Just it's it's endless. So like he got himself into a situation, but it wasn't just my stepdad, my sister's father, my older sister's father, um, also from Muskogee, well, very well known. His family and then my dad's side of the family, very well known. Um, he, um, also got locked up within the same year and my mom was by herself. So she was just like, my older sister wasn't understanding why he got locked up. Wasn't really feeling the fact that my mom was really pressuring her to stay in school, not have sex, not get into drugs, not get into 
being a wannabe gang banger. It's just because she was like very interested into the hood life. She was very interested into it. And she was afraid that I was going to be into it too. So that's where it came 10 times harder because of who my dad was. Because she didn't want what happened to him to happen to me. Mm. And um, she was very like, I wasn't allowed to, like to this day, I still don't know where I'm fucking going if I go to Muskogee. I only know how to get to my grandma's, my aunt's, and my grandpa's. And then maybe McDonald's. But... <laughs> But other than that, I, like, my mom was like, you are not to leave your aunt's sight. You're not allowed to drive here. You're not allowed to drive there. If your aunt goes anywhere, you go with her. If she can't, you can't go with her, you gotta go with your grandma. It was very restrictive. And, um, she held, it became a division in the house. So, my younger brother and sister were my stepdad's kids. And they were under wedlock. And then me and my sister's dad, I mean, me and my older sister both had different dads. And they were just out of the way my dad being gone passed away at 22 and then my older sister's dad being in jail and not really involved with my mom at all um he um they it came to buy because my mom started playing favorites a little bit i wouldn't say she did it on purpose but it just felt that way you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then um my older sister just like was fed up with it so when she got to college she was gone she just but like my younger brother loved him to death but he developed some kind of like masculinity contest with me some type of pedestal type shit to where like oh i'm mom's favorite oh i'm playing sports oh i'm bringing trophies home i'm really the head of the family type shit and this is kind of like okay nigga i didn't ask for that in no way because i'm about to bounce out as soon as i turn 18 even though that's not what happened but it was just kind of like i wasn't really looking for no type of not i would say like admiration for my mom to extend like yeah my brother was getting picked favorite for because he was into sports i really didn't give a shit because i was like as long as spotlight ain't on me i'm about to go do what the fuck i want to do so i like my junior year i was the first time i snuck at the house successfully snuck at the house no consequences to this day she don't know about it it was my first gay experience so which was with a white dude fucking regret it <laughs> not regret it to the extent but like he didn't teach me shit i did like i said no guidebook to being gay whatsoever i didn't know Anything about gay sex. Any of the possibilities. So, tell me about your first gay experience, man. Disgusting. <laughs> fucking grimy, fucking gross, fucking just gross, 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 gross. So, it was like, I don't know what it is. That's why I can't ever sell drugs even if I want to. I don't know what it is about cops. But cops fucking love me. And I'm like, I don't under-fucking-stand it. I've had three interactions with three different cops who have been trying to fuck on me and i'm just like nah police police officers love the fuck out of me and i'm like hell nah like that's weird so the first one was he wasn't really a police officer he was a um what is it um corrections officer so he was like a parole parolee type dude so he um white dude picks me up he like i was like I can sneak out, and it, I was 17 when this happened. So he was like, how old is you? And I was like, I'm going to be 100. I'm 17. He goes, all right, that's illegal. I was like, no, it ain't. In the back of my head, I like, no, it. I was like, no, it's, only, it's not. I was like, oh, the time is, oh, wait, it's legal. So my mom was like, yeah, go for it. And she showed the fuck ain't going for this. So I was like, all right. I snuck at the house, told him to park three houses down. I walked down the street, jumped in the car, sped up. My mom didn't hear nothing. She was just like, where you at? Oh, I got to ride to work. She's like, oh, okay. Didn't think nothing of it. Because, you know, I'm like, I'm not, she, I'm not used to getting into trouble. So, she wasn't really thinking about it. So, she wasn't about the, oh, the college out here doing wild shit, even though I was. So, um, she had, um, 
No recollection that I like snuck at the house at all. So he picks me up. We drive all the way up to like Peoria, 61st of Peoria. I'm thinking it's a nice neighborhood. Now, to my knowledge now, the ghetto. <laughs> straight ghetto. 61st Riverside, 61st of Peoria, straight ghetto boots. So he, um, we go upstairs and whatnot. And we get started. So I'm like, it was my first time getting head. It was my first time giving head. It was my like, it was my first time for everything. So when it started coming, because he was he wanted to see me on top. Uh, I didn't bother him that day because I was like, dude, that's gonna take a lot of mind wrapping. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm just the top. No, it's gonna it's gonna take some mind wrapping. So he um, we started doing it, and I was just kind of like, what the fuck is that smell? And I was like, bro, please tell me that's not what I think it is. He goes. And I shit you not, he goes, oh, you got to get used to that smell. That's going to be an everyday thing with gay dudes. No. No, it's not. Like, no. You supposed you to smell poop? Yes. I was like, no, you're supposed to prep before you do this. Like, I didn't know what, what dushing was for gay dudes. Yes, you're supposed to clean your ass out. As a gay male community, <laughs> you, you got to clean the inside of your ass out before having any type of anal intercourse. Y'all hear it here first What's today. Douche asses. Do not have sex with a dude fucking him or a female too. She gotta do it too. Girls gotta dish their asses too because they will shit on you. And that is fucking gross. That is the biggest turn off, the biggest that's worse than getting spit on. Like it's fucking disgusting. So like he was like, you gotta get used to it. I was like, nah, I ain't gonna never get used to this. So for a minute there I was like, maybe being gay wasn't for me. But like as the more I thought about it, I was like, nah, I'm not fucking on a female. I was like, nah, I couldn't do it. So, um, my first boyfriend, again, was white. He, um, started telling, he was the one who started teaching me about a lot of things. And I gotta say, I'm very grateful for who he was, even though he was a drunk asshole when we were dating. He was 21, I was, like, 18. He had met me three days after my 18th birthday. I thought it was, like, God said. I was like, baby, this is a sign I'm supposed to be gay, da, da, da. He, um, my mom was not happy, but she couldn't say no anymore because I was 18. So he, um, finally picked me up. For me to come hang out with him. My mom was like, just be back within the next two hours or you get locked out. She was finding any way, every way to make sure I was coming home. So my first like relationship-wise intercourse was the best experience prior to my virginity losing my virginity as a gay dude. Because like he was very understanding while sober, but also like he had an attitude on him every now and then. You know, he would he was very supportive of me. He uh, made sure I was okay. He was a very loving creature when he was sober. So he um, taught me a lot of things, taught me how to drive. My grandma was supposed to do it, but she was like, I can't do it because I'm getting old. So he was the one who taught me how to drive, even though he has six speeding tickets. But mm. I learned how to drive. He um, taught me about bank accounts. He taught me about everything. And then um, he taught me how to change a tire. Shit that I would have thought a male, a straight male was supposed to teach me, a gay dude taught me. So... Later on, our relationship ended because he kept breaking up with me to go sneak around and then come back a week later. Like, I wasn't having it. So, before we, like, before we broke up, he bought me a car. I can say that. I pulled some shitty girl shit before shitty girls was big. I didn't even know that was a big deal in the gay community. Like, you're thinking to buy you anything outside of $1,000 is an experience. <laughs> so, it was, I was very gracious about our relationship because I learned a lot about what to look for and what not to look for. But again, I was still very young. And then it leads me into my second relationship. And um, my very, very first, I felt like he was a soulmate. wasn't a soulmate to an extent, but he was very similar to me. And that's why I was very into him. Because he was like, 
loved anime, loved eating anything outside of the American standard, very experimental, and then he wanted me to experiment with him. So it was not drug-wise, but just trying new things, going out to eat. And like when I told him I've never left the state before, he was very like excited to try to get me out of the state. Never happened, but he was very excited to try. I ended up like really connecting well with his family, um, but we argued a lot. It was very violent, very toxic. Again, like it was, it was just not meant to be. It is sucked mm. because I really, to this day, still love him. But I really wanted to work, and I learned that you can't fix people in relationship. You can't do that, and they don't want to change on their own. They can't change. You can't make them change. So that's where I learned that from, especially getting dumped on Christmas Eve. That was my favorite holiday. And it changed my whole atmosphere. That was going to be the most dramatic Christmas Eve of my life. Because it was like, he had broken up with me. I just got off of work. Work calls me. I'm thinking I'm about to get fired. They're like, oh, no, we got a Christmas ham for you. Come up to the to the warehouse and we got a Christmas ham. I went up to the warehouse, grabbed my Christmas ham, get in my car. Car won't start. Mm. I said, what the fuck is going on? As soon as my car won't start, it starts pouring down freezing rain. As I'm trying to figure out why my car is not starting. So I'm just kind of like... I'm about to just fucking do it. I'm about to jump. Like, I was just, like, in a dark place. I was just like, bro, why is this happening today? It's Christmas Eve, and I'm crying. Like, this is terrible. And um, my mom knew his family very well. Because we I was born in Okmulgee. Even though my mom is from Muskogee, I was born in Okmulgee. My grandma's from Okmulgee. And she was just like, like, oh, I know their family. Their family's trash. Don't do that. Da, da, da. I was like, don't bow down to them. They're, they're very nice people. His mom... Very loving person, like, especially right now, because she's going through it just as much as I am. She's a very loving woman, and she was, like, very supportive about me and his relationship, because I kept him out of trouble. So, um, when we broke up, she was trying to be as understanding as she possibly can, but me and him was clashing too much, and she didn't want to be in any of that. So, it was it was sad. And then my last relationship, my third one, uh, I ain't even supposed to be going out, because... You've been in three relationships. I've technically been in four, but the fourth one I don't count because it only lasted like six months. Mm. <laughs> and he was on some crybaby shit. And I don't like him and my third, a third and fourth were on some crybaby shit. I don't, I don't, if I can't be a crybaby, you can't be a crybaby too. Like, so I feel like he's crying to get his way. And I don't like that. Like, don't try to manipulate me with you crying every time you don't get your way or crying when you don't understand or crying. When you feel like I'm not paying attention to you when I'm giving you 85% of my time, especially when you live with me, that's a no no. That's another thing about the gay community. You don't they don't understand any of the complexities of giving people space. Um explain that. Like dates. Never like learning how to date was like the hardest thing about being gay because like I've never been asked out on a date. I never took anyone out on a date until this year. I took one one very, very nice gentleman on a date just to see how it go and it went very good like no at like expectations and whatnot but typically whatever i get like if i get asked out to do something niggas expect me to pay i don't like that like if you're not reaching for your wallet the women when i'm reaching for my wallet i feel like you're trying to play me two don't expect sex every fucking time that's another thing about the gay community they expect to fuck immediately or after you eat like it's it's almost fucking disgusting it's like because sometimes i'm like yeah i'm into it but sometimes i'm not especially if i feel like you got a dirty ass attitude that's another thing the gay community feels like they're godlike sometimes and it just throws me through a loop because they feel like oh you bashing the gay community 
oh no, that's wrong. Now the gay community is gonna bash you back, and uh, you're canceled. I don't like that. Like being a gay, being gay can sometimes be overly sensitive, and that's what I don't like about it. Because it's like I have a few trans friends. Um, learning what is it? Pro not pronouns, but um. What they prefer to be called? Yeah, their preferences of being what to be called and whatnot. I respect that to an extent, because I'm not very, I'm not fucking. Um, what is it? I don't like drama whatsoever. So you ask me politely to like, hey, do you mind me calling me this using he or she pronouns, stuff like that, or stuff, anything that way. I'm a hundred percent with it, especially if it makes you feel comfortable. But if you ever disrespect me to the extent that we're like, oh. You want to, like, why won't you date this trans person? That's whack. You're being judgmental. Now I'm about to get ignorant with you. Because now you're trying to force your beliefs onto me to the extent to where you, you're getting something out of me. And you respected theirs. Yeah, I respected you too. Like, I was respecting you from day one. But since I told you, I, oh, no, I wouldn't date a certain person. Or, oh, no, that's not my thing. Oh, now I'm just 100% bashing the gate, the trans community? No, I'm just don't. If it's not my preference, it's not my preference. Like, biologically, I just, like, they call it sites what is it sci gender s-i-c-i-s yeah i'm on a surgeon yeah it's this it's a basic same side gender is like yeah it's either yeah it's side gender it has to be um it's a basically saying you're biologically born a boy instead of being transformed into something else okay so so would i be side gender i'm biologically a man Please don't bash me later if I'm using that word wrong <laughs> or saying that word wrong. But I'm pretty sure they understand what I mean. But like, yes, yeah, since you're born a boy, you'll be it's it's start it's my fucking country accent is what's bothering me. It's hard to understand. <laughs> but it's like there's a in between trans like woman to female transgender or male to male to female transgender. So this is kind of like a trans boy or trans girl, and then there's cisgender or cisgender I can't remember how to pronounce the word I'll look it up later um and I just like other cisgender boys because I'm just kind of like I just this is what it is like there's no hassle of having to not step on any toes with that and right now I'm a little I can get a little ignorant so I'm like not that I'm trying to like not learn their culture whatsoever because I think it's awesome that they're standing up for themselves especially with the rate of how many are being killed on a day-to-day Especially in black communities, it's like it's sickening. I'm like they're just like us, the gay community, LGBT, anything, anything queer to that nature, up to that extent. It's I can relate to, but don't try to force your not your community, but your lifestyle onto anyone else. That's like me trying to talk to a straight dude, knowing damn well he has a full-on girlfriend. Don't do that. That's just just, just disgusting. It's not cool. Like, if they say politely no, just accept the polite no, I'm sorry. But I will, like, like it'll be different. I was like, nah, that's fucking weird. Like, that's disrespectful. But I'm like, no, this is just not my thing. Nothing against them whatsoever. I think it's beautiful that they're asking me, and I'm flattered, but no, I'm sorry. But they, they get taken to the extreme. That's the thing I don't like about the, LBG, the LGBTQ community is that they take everything to a fucking extreme sometimes. Um... Sometimes I don't agree with most some things in the gay pipe, gay pride parade. Sometimes, because sometimes like there's kids there. Because um, I'm saying like certain pride parades have like dildos thrown, getting thrown out of the blumps and stuff like that. I'm just like, bro, like yeah, I, I, all but kids come to gay pride parades, but don't throw sex into it. Like, 
it's okay to be gay, but don't add the sex equation into it. If that makes sense. Like right. I don't think just celebrate the. Like yeah, a guy can hold a guy's hand. That's cool. Like there is no no wrong with that. But I don't need to know. My kid don't need to know that you suck a dick. You know what I mean? Like oh, I don't need to know what a dildo look like. Like it's too it's too early for all that. Hold on, wait a fucking minute. Like I don't like all that. Like one gay pride parade. There was like our our gay pride parade, for instance. We had um back in the day we had Area 18. It was a very prominent go-go dancer bar, which is guys basically in underwear dancing around, and it's like a male stripper. And um, they were every year they would be parade for the first last two like it was like what four years ago, two years straight they would parade in their underwear, which I was like, okay, cool, cool, but like there'd be kids taking pictures with the strippers, and I'd be like, oh hell no, wait, it's a little uncomfortable. It's a little like oh, wait, that very, 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 very you're nurturing them to like see certain shit, and it's kind of like you can nurture them to understand that being homosexual is cool. But not, you don't need to know anything about homosexual sex. You don't need to know about the activity. You don't need to know, you know about any of the activities outside inside the bedroom. Right. Yes, you can hold that's hands. That's just being Boys an adult can... and that's adult shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, that's a little much. So it's just kind of like, I went to Dallas's Gay Pride Parade. That was the longest gay pride parade I've ever been to. And I've heard New York's is pretty long. I've heard Louisiana's is pretty long. I've heard California's is pretty fucking long. So especially in San Antonio, not San Antonio, San Francisco. And um, it was just kind of like, Dallas is just a little bit more run together, very well put together. T-Mobile was there, AT&T, um, local bars in the area. They have a strip in Dallas that I love. It's called Oakland. I love that fucking place. And um, they have their male strippers, but their, their strippers looked very, they had sparkly everything on, this very sparkly attire, and they looked like majorettes. They didn't look like strippers. Like, their dicks wasn't in one spot on their underwear. It was just, it looked very classy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to just keep it classy. Keep it cute, keep it classy. That's all I care about. Like, don't force sex on kids. Don't do that. But you can advertise a same-sex marriage is cool. Two dudes holding hands to two girls holding hands to is cool. Two dudes kissing is cool. But I don't need to see half-naked ass jock straps. All that in kids' faces. I've seen like there was a ass out stripper taking pictures with this little boy, and the mom was just like, "You're doing well, sweetie." And I was just kind of like, "What the fuck?" That little boy fights like, "Yo, what is going on?" Yeah, so like that goes into like the rap community because we only get like what five minutes. Five minutes. So like, depending it on your time, yeah, we can do a part two if you want. But well, I got work at five a.m. So we no, probably wrap fine. it up. Yeah, so. There was like a Megan Thee Stallion video where the kids were taking pictures with Megan and they turned around and started twerking. I'm like, this is two blonde head, blue eyes boys twerking at the age of eight. They don't need to be doing all that. Mm. Like, I wonder, up, being open minded is understandable to an extent, but your kids don't need to be doing Like, if my kids can't go around cussing at you, even though I ain't got no kids, but if my niece and nephew can't go around cussing niggas out on the street, as adults, what makes you think that it'd be okay for them to be twerking either? Like, you don't want them doing anything outside of a child's atmosphere whatsoever. Right. Because, like, they're very, like, you can, they're very, like, what's that word I'm looking for? Fucking, you can nurture them to be something they're not at a younger age. They're, they're very easily, uh, they're vulnerable as fuck. Like, they're very easy to influence aspirational. So you got to be very cautious about what you teach them very on. Like, with me, for instance. 
I discovered my first porno at like fucking what third grade and it made me very curious about sex and it was kind of like I didn't tell my mom of course I didn't tell any of my parents like I didn't want to get caught with that because I knew I was gonna get in trouble but it made me more and more curious and like that's another thing about gay the black community like can't be open about sex with your certain parents because parents don't want you having sex because they don't want to have to deal with possibly raising a kid at a wedlock or at the age of 16 because they don't want you thinking about sex whatsoever but the more you don't talk about it, the more they're going to discover it and then not want to talk about it with you at all. So it becomes a problem. Like, my mom had my older sister at 16, and there was no education. Like, she got educated to, like, oh, wear a condom, birth control, stuff like that. But as far as the responsibilities that come with it, she wasn't, like, she just knew that, oh, a baby's responsible. You got to be responsible for a kid when you have it. That's it. Like, it was, like... No, in between, like, you gotta be careful because having kid early, none of that. No education whatsoever for black kids, in, especially in poor communities. It's, like, it's dangerous. So you gotta be very careful about what you teach your kids. So, it be very active in their lives at the same time. Like, be careful what you teach them, but don't give them a little bit, but don't give them too much. Because they can take that and run with it and go do some shit they ain't got no business doing. Mm. And they can fuck their life up all the way down so it's just it's it's just a very very complex thing with the gay community because like it's trying to fix itself but at the same time the older generations ain't really setting a good standard other than the art parts of it the art parts like we have ballroom now pose is on tv transgenders are not transgenders that's rude the trans community is becoming very very prominent into the fashion community They're like trans models stuff like that people who are aspiring to be more than just what they're recognized as as a human being and it's beautiful and that's what we're aspiring to so mm. it's just different so it's gonna like the art parts of it is very beautiful but like the sex part of it it can be very dangerous and that's all i can really like care about like there's you no feel like could that be voiced more very voiced more like pose as a tv show has been very like if you ever seen it you should probably watch it it's very very, very good. Like, it teaches you about a lot about the HIV pandemic back in the day. It Is it on you... Netflix? Yes, first two seasons. So I'll tell you what, you come back and talk to me again, I'll watch that show and we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you will get hooked. It's good. It's All very right. good. It teaches you a lot about the trans community. It focuses mostly on trans community and then it focuses more on the HIV AIDS pandemic, especially in the prominent black community. So it's very... Very, very good. Especially that it's focused on New York, too. So, it's cool. It's pretty cool. Like, when I watched it, it got a little emotional. Because it's just like, damn, this could happen to anybody. So, it's cool. I'll definitely give it a look, man. We'll talk about it. Uh, James, we got one minute left. Thank you for coming to the show. I appreciate your conversation. I appreciate you guesting here tonight, man. Just being open and vibing. Battery low. Oh, get out. We're going to have the studio coming soon. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say in this last 50 seconds? Um, find your own beliefs. Don't let nobody put no belief on you. Find mm. what you're comfortable with. Mm. Um, if you go through a hard time, there's no COVID killing like a motherfucker. But, hey, they're in a better place. I gotta believe that. COVID-related or non-COVID-related, it's been a rough year. 2021 is coming. Um... It is what it is. Just be the best you you can be and wake up every morning if possible and go to sleep if possible. So, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> For sure, man. Thank you so much. 
Uh, I'm Castro X, and this has been the With All Due Respect Podcast. We out. Yeah.